Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Anxiety is a noun. The word anxiety is a noun. Uh, anxiety is uh, a feeling of worry. That's what it means, a feeling of worry. It's a feeling now. It's an emotional state, glory to God. And, and we are not limited to our emotional state as believers. We can rise above it. Actually, faith causes you to soar above worry. Now, you got to build your most holy faith, and faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Some of us need to turn off MSNBC and CNN because we're listening and glued to it, and it's creating anxiety. And when you need to be listening to the Word, I'm not saying don't listen to any news because you need to know what's going on, but you don't need to be stuck to it if it's going to cause you to, fr to become frantic and go to the store and take everything off the shelf. Amen. All Charmin is gone. <laughs> Charmin? <laughs> Charmin can't save you. It brings a little comfort to you, but it can't save you, right? But people are buying Charmin. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we're not allowing worry and anxiety to dictate how we flow and what we do. That's that sense of ner nervousness uh, or unease. Uh, typically comes about during in, uh, imminent times or imminent events like hurricanes and issues. Right now, it happens to be a, a virus, and I don't even want to sanctify that virus. A lot of people are talking about the virus right now. I'm talking about solutions. Yeah. I'm not uh, virus-oriented. I think you need to listen to your local news. Our church is putting out some information, and we're using our cold way of ministering to the world. The world is cold, and we must use the cold way, which is the Internet, to minister to the world right now. So go to the cold method and get some information so you can stay abreast on what's going on. But this word is hot. Yeah. It's hot. And I'm coming straight over the pike. I'm, I'm bowling strikes right now. I'm, I'm batting 100. Glory to God. I'm sorry, 1,000. I'm batting 1,000. I'm running a 100-yard football touchdown. I'm doing whatever I need to do to get this word out so we can all be on the same page. Nervousness is an emotion. Uneasiness is an emotion. It usually comes when there's an event, uh, uh, imminent danger. Now, emotions are like uh, uh, waters of the sea. Uh, it is sometimes towering in some areas and calm and peaceful in others. And when it's towering, you need peace. When it's calm, peaceful in others, you need to rest. So we need to make sure you know where you are as it relates to that. I get nervous about things, too. But I can't allow nervousness and worry to become a part of my family. Amen. It comes in, knocks on my door. I look at it, look through the peephole, say, you are not welcome here. Well, I need some rest. Not here. Go to Walmart. Go and rest in Walmart. You can't rest in my house or in my heart. Kick worry out. Amen. Though it is a natural emotion, don't allow it to dictate how you function. You stand on the principles, and then let's believe God that he will watch out for the things we can't see. Can the church say amen? amen? Now, I believe that I need to be cautious as well, but also believe that God is with me. David believed that God would be with him while he was facing his corona. 
and it was a giant called Goliath. Amen. Peter faced a corona, and it was a king called Herod who decided to attack him, glory to God, and to attack the church. But instead of the church freaking out, the Bible said the church went into prayer, hallelujah. And with all things, in everything, do, don't, do not fret, but in everything, in every circumstance, make your request known unto God, and God will answer your prayers. Can the church say amen? amen. Glory to God. So we want to watch these, anxiety, these, these feelings of anxiety. It's going to come, but don't let it dictate to you how you should function or flow. Here's one of the expressions, the one of the ways anxiety manifests. Number one is grief. You lost anyone lately? Listen to me. Anxiety is going to certainly try to uh, pack itself into your life, but just guard yourself from it right now. It's okay to grieve, but not grieve as those who have no hope. Another uh, level of anxiety is depression. If you stick with anxiety long enough, you will get depressed. Now, for African-Americans around the world, I don't know why you're depressed. You've gone through things for so many years, you should be leading out with peace. Money's always been funny. What are we talking about here? You should always, your grandmama told you to wash your hands. Just keep doing it. You don't sit down at the table without washing your hands. That's what grandmama said when we were first coming up. I see some kids today just running and eating everything and running and playing, and parents won't tell them to wash their hands. It should be commonplace among us. Car accidents. Think about it. A car accident. If you had a recent car accident, you may be a little bit more uh, anxious than most. Anxiety itself. That feeling of restlessness, can't sleep, insomnia. It's happening for many people around the world. But I decree and declare that the church is rising up out of this hole that we've been in. Phobias and fears. If you've ever witnessed violence, ever seen someone attacked, or ever seen anyone uh, hurt or beaten, anxiety can, can follow that. If you've ever had childhood trauma, things that you can't talk about, or even if you were abused sexually or emotionally, anxiety can try to make itself or, or, or use your last name as its own. If you've been a victim of a crime, if somebody's ever robbed you or broke into your house, you had something stolen, even one of your children, their innocence stolen, Anxiety will try to show up. There are some people who suffer from performance anxiety. In other words, when they have to do something, they start sweating and palpitating because they're on the scene now. God wants you to let peace abide in your soul and heart. Here's another one, PTSD. People who've been in the war. People who've been in the war come out of that. I'll say, what did you do in the war? Well, I was driving trucks or I was working in the cafeteria, then why are you dealing with PS, PTSD? This is usually hitting people who are on the front lines. But you see a lot of people using it today, and the enemy will use it uh, to keep you locked in a vice, glory to God, when God wants to set you free from anxiety. You got to watch anger. Uh, prolonged anger will make you anxious. You'll be in a fright or flight state all of your life, feeling like you need, 
You need to protect yourself every time something happens. You're, you're, you're automatically throwing up the fist. You got to watch that. Check your blood pressure. I come against panic attacks in the name of the Lord. Yeah. Let me just help you. You will live and not die Amen. and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. I just decree and declare you follow the prescribed plan. You do exactly what you need to do and plead the blood. And God is going to watch out for you. Glory to God. You can plead the fifth. That means you can remain silent. You can plead your own case. You can say, I'm so arrogant, I know I'll win. Or you can plead the blood. Amen. Glory to God. I choose to fall on the mercy of God. Low self-esteem. Low self-esteem will also pack in anxiety. When God wants you to be not proud, not proud, but he wants you to be uh, uh, balanced in your self-esteem. Here's another one. Relationships prob relationship problems either with a spouse or with your children will make you full of anxiety. And I'm speaking directly to you. I just want to speak to the generation of children that we're dealing with now that seems to have a hard time with following instructions. That is, I'm going to do it my way. Uh, I think they showed in Clearwater on the West Coast, kids all out in the water just hanging out, just doing whatever they want to do. And some of us need to really speak to that. If you have a family member that's like that, it's time to tell them to stop defying authority right now. There's what we call a secret invisible enemy that's in the air and this stuff is jumping from community to community I'm telling you not to fret but I'm telling you there's safety in instruction yes. just follow instruction and you'll overcome this follow the instruction and you'll overcome this Amen. put on your clothes and wash your hands why are you dipping in pools anyway hanging out and that, I just, it's my spring break time chill out right now right. your forefathers have gone through way more than you're going through right now you're crying because you can't go to the movies. They had no movies. <laughs> or if there was a movie, they weren't allowed to go in it. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is for your life. We want your life to be saved. As I was telling my daughter, uh, I was telling the other day, I said, listen, uh, parents all over the country, listen to this. It says, it says if, if your, child, your child can catch this virus and then bring it home, and then your elderly parent, your elderly, your grandparents and all of them will suffer as a result of it. And you all say, I don't care. But let me tell you, if it was in reverse, if it was in reverse, well, there was a virus that attacked youth, what do you think parents would do? You think they would say, oh, I don't care, or you would see them all gather and in, in, in try to comply with what we're talking about because we love our children. And really what you're seeing is a lack of love. The measure is love. You're, you're disobedient because you don't have the same measure. You never went through anything. You grew up in AC and you never had to battle for anything and you don't have any love. And I'm calling it out right now. Lovelessness needs to change. This is the virus that's in our communities. It's lovelessness. And God wants it to be reversed. And while I'm done rebuking, let me preach hope now. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 31 through 33, Jesus records this saying, therefore, do not be anxious. This is Matthew 6, verse 31, 6 and 31 through 33. I want you to see this, and so I want them to put it on the screen. We have anybody working there? 
want to put on the screen so we can flow with this. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. Jesus in himself is speaking to us today that we should not be anxious. Don't worry. That word worry is anxious. So Jesus said, therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? I better get to Walmart because I don't know what I'm going to Listen, don't be anxious about that. What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, people that's not even saved act like that. They seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But look at the word. But seek first. Yeah. This is how you cure your anxiety. Uh, if you're full of anxiety, it means that your focus is off. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things, let me say it again, all these things, everything that you saw in the previous verse, what you shall wear, what you shall eat, what you will drink, all these things will be added to you, will be added to you. God will add it to you. God will make sure you have it. But seek the kingdom. This is the cure for anxiety, to seek the kingdom first. And then he'll add these other things that you're worrying about. Then again in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. So when you let anxiety go, God says peace. When you tell anxiety that it can't live there because peace and anxiety won't live in the same house, you got to kick one out. When you kick it out, you empower your peace. When you kick out anxiety, you empower your peace. Kick out anxiety, you empower and deputize your, your peace. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will guard your house, your heart, your heart, the house of your heart, and won't allow the worry to come back in. Write it down. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious. The reason we're instructed not to be anxious, because it's very easy to be anxious. So why would God tell us not to be anxious if you would never battle it? He says don't be anxious because that's something you would have to guard yourself from. I know the world is freaking out right now. They don't know what they're going to do. Glory to God. But we, because we are a prep church, what I mean by that is we believe in preparation. If you're not a part of the local church, you need to be a part of the local church because in God's house, he preps us. People who are not in the foyer, hanging out, listening to the word of God, they don't just pass past the church. They take a little time to come in, and maybe the circumstances has forced us to tune in. But you need to understand, God always prepares his people for things to come. The Lord speaks to me uh, very didactically, and, uh, and sometimes I'll stand up and I'll listen to my fellow comrades preach the word, and they're always preaching, uh, not doom and gloom, but they're preaching, we're going to the next level. God is about to bust the move and never say, you know what, I see a cloud on the horizon. 
They never get an Elijah in experience. Uh, when he prayed, I see, I see rain coming, but it's a dark cloud coming out of the sea. Uh, uh, for three years and six months, we may have famine. They never have a dream interpreted by Zavnath Paneah. That the God has shown Pharaoh what he intends to do. That this is not coming from the devil. But God is, has instructed Pharaoh that over the next seven years, you're going to have seven years of plenty. Like you've never seen before. Stop market, go up. But then there's going to be seven years of famine so great that you won't even be able to recognize the plenteous. Glory to God. But God has shown Pharaoh what he intended to do. Where are the interpreters? Where are the interpreters? You preach prosperity, new homes, everybody gets there. New strategy, everybody gets there. They don't even have to change and sanctify their hands. As long as they get a new word and I feel good about it. But God is after more than our prosperity. Yes. God is after our character, and he's after long-term health. Can the church say amen? Yes. Money has never made us sanctified. It will never make you holy, and nice homes will never make you righteous. Only the blood of Jesus can wash away your sins. Yes. Glory to God. And you can't pack all of that into a grave anyway. We got to let it go. We got to let the dead bury the dead, and we got to lift up our eyes to beyond the hills from which comes our help. Yes. I'm preaching today better than you all are saying amen. And let us look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Glory to God. For some reason, God gives me these straight up words to tell our people. And amen. I wish I could say something different, but I can see certain things coming, especially when we put our confidence and our faith in the stock market and in portfolios and in new money and all these other things that it doesn't matter. These things will pass away. Yeah. Amen. And the only thing that really remains is your faith. I preached a few weeks ago about an unshakable kingdom that God has called us to walk in. And things that shake, the reason they shake is because they can shake. But you're in an unshakable kingdom, glory to God. Glory to God. You're on Zion. An innumerable amount of angels are worshiping with us. You're in the city of Jerusalem, the heavenly city of Jerusalem, the place that Jesus occupies and dwells. Glory to God. So let peace be still. Glory to God. First, we need not to be anxious because we can trust in the Lord. Put it down. Anxiety is not necessary because you can trust in the character of God. God's character is on display, not on your power or might. So God says he'll take care of you if you seek first the kingdom. Don't worry about stuff. Seek first the kingdom. All these other things will be added unto you. Then do so. God is shaking up our whole uh, society right now. Uh, I've never seen a time like this since I've been on the earth uh, that the whole world is shaken uh, right now. Why would God allow that to happen around the world? Because he's letting the world know that you can't forget me. Y'all making plans to do this, to go there, to do this. You got to think about me. Amen. Amen. All clubs even. Can't, can't go to the club now. Can't go to the club now. <laughs> club shut down. Can't party now. Can't party now. Grocery stores, liquor stores are shut down. What, what, what you going to do? You can't go to the movies now. Can't sit in restaurants now. What are you going to do? You're going to look under Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He never left us 
in the first place. He was always standing there. And he's the only thing standing. Can the church say amen? He was standing then, and he's standing right now saying, you can come unto me. Glory to God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for always being there for us. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Right now, we need to focus on the family. They're telling everybody to stay home. That means you need to focus on your family. How strong is it? When is the last time you investigated your own children? When's the last time you asked them questions like, what's your favorite color? What is your favorite fast food? What is your favorite music? Tell me about things you like. When, when have we interviewed our children? When's the last time it happened? Or do we just pass them and go? Right now, God is causing us to go home. It's almost like the Feast of Tabernacles. I want you to stay home for a while. <laughs> People are dying. I can't stand it. Are you telling me to go home? <laughs> for the believers, we should be okay. Finally. Finally, the whole world is synchronizing. The whole world has to go home. Faith, family, finance. Glory to God. First, we need not to be anxious because we can trust in God's character. Secondly, when we are anxious, we cast our worries on him. So if anxiety comes, you have someone that you can cast your anxiety on. Peter chapter, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7 says it like this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Then it says, casting all of your cares, your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So God says, I know even my believers, even my children will be full of anxiety, but we know what to do with anxiety. God, I can't do nothing about that, so why am I carrying it? I need to cast it on you. I don't know if I'll catch the virus. I, I don't know. I have some things I have to do, but I'm going to cast that care on you. I'm not going to sit there and let it dictate how I flow. I'm going to stay within the parameters of instruction and then cast the care on you. I'm going to cover my kids under the blood. What I can't see, I have to preach by faith even now. I can't see the people, but I'm preaching by faith. And we need to operate by faith when we deal with God. I don't know what the end result is going to be, but I believe this. And I believe the word is going to rise up, glory to God, when I can't. Can the church say amen? amen. Psalm 55 is another passage you need word during this time. Not some uh, popcorn prophecy on Facebook. You need the word in your heart. Word causes faith to arise in you. And when the faith arises, you can do what God has called you to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Glory to God. That's Psalm 55 and verse 22. Glory to God. Look at this. If you're here together, let's read. Cast your burden on the Lord. And he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Look at this. This is so powerful, and I pray that you uh, archive it and really start going over it. You can do some Bible study in your home. When you see an anxiety just rising up, it says, cast your cares, your burden. Cast your cares on the Lord. 
do not need to hold on to the burden of your anxieties. In other words, you don't have to, you don't have to put it up on your shoulders and walk around with it. Some of us, we act like our anxiety is a cross. We just got to bear it. No, you don't have to drag anxiety. You don't have to. You can cast it on the Lord. When, you're, when, when you feel it coming, you don't have to take it like that. You can say, God, only you can carry this, and I'm giving it to you. Yeah. And therefore, you don't have to pressure yourself to be more than you are. You are human. You're superhuman when you have God in your heart. But you are a human being, and you're not designed to carry anxiety like a cross. Put it up again because this is a very powerful passage. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Thank you, Lord. Hold on to that passage. It's going to bless you. We can voice our anxieties to the Lord and then leave them in his capable hands. Glory to God. I have some things pending. I have stuff going on. I need a flow in my life, but I can't worry about that now. I got to look unto the hills, and I need to make sure anxiety is not a cross that I'm bearing. Write it down. Often, we're made most anxious by our thoughts. This is one of the reasons why we are wise to heed the commandments of the Lord and to take our thoughts captive. For the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and 5, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God in the pulling down of strongholds, casting down, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge and bringing into captivity every thought. That's where I wanted to go. This is what you need to do is get your thoughts under control. That's why I'm saying turn off the news if it's freaking you out. Fret not yourself. Glory to God. You need to bring these thoughts into captivity. Glory to God. It's how you think. And how you think uh, determines the level of your anxiety. So if you send your mind to the word, your anxiety is going to be calm. Because you can make decisions while you're full of anxiety. It's a temporary state, but it'll have long-lasting parameters if you don't make the wrong decisions. Casting your cares on him, yes. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, mighty through God, verse 4, in the pulling down a stronghold, and verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The coronavirus is a high thought. Cast it down. Follow the plan. Do what God has told you to do. Plead the blood. Cast the care on the Lord. And bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Not just into captivity, but I've got to obey Jesus. I've got to obey Jesus. I've got to do what he's called me to do. And as you become compliant to his will, the anxiety can't stay. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just help you. Some of us have anxiety about grown people, and you need to stop worrying about grown people when they're making decisions themselves. Amen. When my mom married my father, she left her father's house and moved south. 
My granddaddy could not tell my mom what to do after that. She'll say, I got to check with my husband. That's what my mom constantly say. He never tried to peek in and say, Agnes, I'm your daddy. Agnes, I need you to fix me a pie now if you love me. She said, I got to do that for my husband. You need to get grandmama to do it. Get mama to do it. Well, she's mean. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're doing there. She left the house, moved south with my father, and started her own new family. Leave, cleave, and what? Weave. In this society, we still, we, we don't understand that. We're trying to raise people five times. And they were full of anxiety that you don't need to carry. They're making their own decisions. You can get, you coach them now. Give them the word and pray about it and cast that anxiety on the Lord. You can still love them, but you're not supposed to be worrying like that. Especially if you move in their house, they'll tell you, don't you do that. This is my house. The one you're worrying about will scold you. This is mine. They'll get married and rebuke you if you say something to the spouse. You better listen to what I'm saying. Amen. So what God wants you to do is start learning how to occupy until he comes. Yeah. Cast your care on him, for he cares for you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Are you all with me? You mad? You all right? Okay. This kind of worry, people aren't used to it. They're not used to that. They, they married, they're still married to everybody. You're not supposed to take care of everybody. You're supposed to take care of yours. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. amen. Rather than allowing worry to flood your heart and your mind, let's build some faith. Accept the peace of God through prayer. I'm going to pray for you before this service is over that you accept the peace of God through prayer. Just accept the peace. It's right there. He provided it. You need to accept it. Write it down. Anxiety is a debilitating emotion. It'll stop you from progressing. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. Look at this. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. But encouraging words make it glad. And if I'm encouraging you still mean, I'm encouraging you still weigh down, it means you're not compliant with God. Once you start submitting to God and seeking first the kingdom of God and I give you a word that makes your heart glad, you won't say, but I'm sad you'll start moving with God. But if you got areas of your life that aren't compliant with God, you'll still walk around a man's heart full of anxiety, full of anxiety when he's not walking with God. You start walking with God and I give you a word of encouragement, it'll pep you right up. You'll inflate. You won't be depressed. The scripture is very clear. A man's heart, anxiety in a man's heart will make him depressed. That's what the scripture says. But an encouraging word should make it glad. So if I give you an encouraging word and you still have your head down, that tells me something is wrong there. You don't have the proper relationship. 
You tie with Jesus and encouraging word comes, bow, you'll inflate. Yes, I can do that. I can do all things through Christ. But you need it every day. You need your wife or your husband to encourage you every day. I need somebody to help me every day. Where you at? I need you to speak to me. Okay, I'm doing it. And you're still depressed. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm encouraging you're still depressed. Five years of this. <laughs> when are we going to bounce out? When are you going to be able to carry me? Hallelujah. When are you going to be able to carry me? I need you to carry me. I'm working hard for my money, but I need you to carry me sometimes. Glory to God. You can help your kids like that too. Help them to understand we can't do this alone. I'm not supposed to encourage you all the time and you're doing whatever. Your heart is not even submitted to God. You start working with God, I give you an encouraging word. Depression is going to lift. It's right there in the text. Good God from Zion. Oh, God. You submit to God, I give you an encouraging word, depression lifts. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at verse 26. This is, this is powerful. Verse 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. So you got to tie verses 25 and 26 together. Let's read verse 26 first. The constantly righteous man is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked causes others to go astray. So you got to watch your friend. The righteous man will choose his friends carefully. In other words, if you're righteous, you're not going to hang out with everybody and then do, their, do, do what they do because it would lead you astray. Right? Now let's go to verse 25 because it's going to show you how anxiety works. If you go astray now, if you go astray, it's tied to who you're hanging out with. That's why God is changing the way we hang out with people even during this situation. He's saying, go home. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody. God is saying, go home. You're hanging out too much. That's why you're always worried, always. Nobody can ever get your head together because you got some stuff going on that only going home will fix. Look at verse 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. Anxiety in a, in a man, in the heart of a man causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. So you got to understand it's also tied with who you hang out with. And a righteous man is not going to hang out with people that's in the streets all of the time. If you're hanging out in the streets, I'm telling you right now, the scripture says, the next verse, go over to verse 26, you will go astray. That's what the scripture said. For the way of the wicked leads them astray. So the righteous man should choose his friends carefully. Because if he hangs out with wicked people, he's going to be influenced by them. Yeah. Or if he's watching it on the Internet, he's going to be influenced by them. So God wants you to be righteous, be very wise in who you choose to hang out with. So 
Anxiety is a debilitating emotion. You can't allow it to stick there. It will even cause you to change and start compromising your behaviors by hanging out with the wrong people. That's the purpose of this emotion. That's why you can't let it lead. You cast it on the Lord. Don't carry the burden. Some people struggle with anxiety to the point of debilitation. God has given us the intellect uh, to discover other ways of coping with anxiety. You can find support through support groups. Sometimes you just need to connect with our ministries. Uh, people who are full of anxiety, I, I, if it's a male, and I'll check and say, do you go to the men's group? No, I can't make it. You been there in the last year? No, sir. I haven't been there. I got other things to do. Then, 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 okay, you're not hanging out with people who can help you to get over these things. Mm. Ladies, I, I just can't get my thoughts together. Do you have any, do you hang out in the, in the uh, uh, awakened ministry at all? I, I don't like hanging out with ladies. I can't stand them. That's what, that's what I hear as a pastor when I'm counseling. You're not reading the Bible either, are you? My, my medicine, my medicine is tied to scriptures. If you, just like a doctor, could you imagine a doctor? Uh, imagine a doctor, you went to today and you got a virus and he started telling you about spider webs. Just take a few spider webs and get some turpentine. Write some stuff down, turn around, throw it over your shoulder and you'll be all right. His medicine is tied to prescriptions. It's tied to things that have been patented yes. and proven. Yes, sir. And when he can't do that, he said, I need to operate. My God. I can correct this, but you got to come into a sanitized place. Yes. Well, my stuff works if you're in the Word. Yes. If you get in the Word, I can help you. If you get in the Word, if you get with Jesus, I can help you. I can save it if you let me, glory to God. Hallelujah. But sitting there in your own ways and then crying about when things go wrong and you won't change your ways, God is crying to America right now. Yes. You're full of anxiety, but you got to come to the one who can fix it. Yes. Glory to God. Run to Jesus. Run past me and get to Jesus, and he'll take care of it. Are you a part of a group here in the ministry, any group? The AIM uh, group, that's the men's ministry. The women's ministry is awakened. We're actually setting up groups on Facebook so you can be a part of it. The ambassadors for Christ, join the group. If you're a single, join the group. Aspire, join the group. Just try to build up the group. Try to work with it, and God will work through you. If you're married and you're struggling, you must be a part of marriage enrichment. You can't tell me you're struggling and I can't get you to go. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. I don't feel like it. I just don't feel like it. What do you mean you don't feel like it? You don't feel like staying home, but you got to. You don't feel like washing your hands 20 times a day, but you're doing it 10 times a day because you don't want that virus. And if you don't want viruses to creep into our society, into your home, into your marriage, into your money, into your relationship with God, then wash your hands as much as possible. Sanctify yourself and let God work with you. Yes, thank you Lord. I'm almost done, man. I feel the Holy Ghost on this. 
because I believe God is touching families all around the world. He's touching our people as well. Anxiety is not your cousin. It's not your friend. Don't give it power. Go over to God. If I were to put a subject on this message, I don't know if I gave it to you. It is don't give anxiety power. Don't give it power. Don't infuse it with power. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm about to pray. I would tell you to join hands, but we're practicing social distancing, so we're just going to put our hands on our heart if you can. So in a moment, you're going to lay your hand, your right hand on your heart if you can, your right hand on your heart. That means you've got to cross over to do it. Thank you, Lord. We're praying all around the world. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God. I pray that your prayer life during this season will go to another level. Uh, if you need something to study, take the message that I'm studying and sharing today uh, while at home with your kids. Ask questions about it. Go over it. Find out areas where you've really been struggling with anxiety and let God fix you. Let God heal you. Cast it on the Lord. First, God is not, uh, does not want you to carry it. You've got to bring those thoughts into captivity. Secondly, if it does come, you need to cast it on him, for he cares for you. Father, I give you praise uh, for this time in the word, and I thank you that those who are watching and those who are in the sanctuary, Father, are one. There are people who are watching me, Father, have no clue about how tomorrow is going to pan out. And you've given me a word, Father, that this, your people would not allow anxiety to have power in their lives. So we dethrone anxiety, we kick it out. We're not going to infuse it, Lord, by staying separate from our people and staying separated, oh God, from systems and cycles that you place in the earth to spin us out of these things. So I thank you for spiritual engagement in the name of the Lord. Thank you that we will become connected I cast down every fear and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we bring into captivity every thought against the obedience of Christ, having all readiness uh, to revenge, uh, all disobedience, Father. We give you praise and glory for that. Father, I thank you that you're saving souls. You're saving souls in the name of the Lord. If you're unsaved and you would like to be saved, repeat after me. Father, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess the Lord Jesus, the penalty for sin, but also the cure for eternal life. And Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my heart, and I will live for you. I will work with you. I will join and connect with a local church, and I will become faithful to learn how to follow you. Fill me with your spirit. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness in Jesus' name. Father, thank you. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, my friend, you're part of a new family. I want to encourage you to connect with the local church. If it's in this area, you connect with us. Let us know on Facebook where you are, where you're coming from. If you're on Facebook, maybe you're live streaming on the website. We want you to know that we want to engage you with more accuracy and efficiency. So please communicate with us. We love and, and, and appreciate you. For those of you that are in the sanctuary, I love you and appreciate you.
It has been a real joy to share the Word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.